for the community. Inspire Radio. Welcome back to Inspire Radio, broadcasting online both for Rockingham and Australia-wide. And this is Dusty, and we have a couple of very special guests with us. This afternoon, we have the Honourable Weesbrookby, Member for Member of Parliament for Baldivis, and we also have Mr. Owen Farmer, who is a tireless, and I mean tireless, advocate for the uh, homeless uh, people in the Rockingham region. So, welcome, uh, both gentlemen. Hi, hi, Dusty. It's good to be here, and it's good to be with you, and also to Owen, who we know very well. I've been a good mate of Owen for a number of years now, and this guy is tireless, and he's got a he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Rhys. And uh, Dusty, thank you very much for having me on here for a short time. It's 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 absolutely, absolutely wonderful to have both the gentlemen here. Mr Rhys, it's, yeah. it's awesome to have you down here. And on behalf of Inspire yeah. Radio community, we want to thank you and your team for everything you're doing for the uh, in this COVID situation that we've got at the moment. Yeah. Um, I know that I've a lot of friends that are overseas and also interstate, and everybody is looking at WA and saying, "That's what we need to do." Uh, yeah. Closing the hard borders that we've had, the socialisation rules that we've had in place, and how well it's worked, and how well how our other people are doing at the moment, which is not so great. Well, that's right, Dusty. We're yeah. very fortunate, but it's not all a lucky accident. We've all mm. worked very hard. So, you know, the Premier and the, the Roger Cook, the Health Minister, have worked very hard to, to get us here to yeah. insist on a hard border. And as you, you can remember, probably about a month ago, there were people saying, we need to lift this border up. We need to let, uh, you know, people from other state come here for tourism. That was very tempting because we want to support business and our tourism friends. But we kept with the hard decision to keep the border in place. And I think it's now evident that it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, and look, we look at Victoria and our heart goes out to Victorians because they did a lot of the things that we did in Western Australia too. They mm. they they did make some hard decisions to, to limit the virus. But unfortunately, uh, it got away from them, from visitors, from yeah. some of the um, quarantined uh, hotels. And once it's in the community... It's a whole different ball game. It's very hard to stop that transmission. So in Western Australia, if we have anyone with COVID who's test positive, it is someone that comes in from another place. Yep. And because we have quarantining, because we have people in hotels, because we have testing now, if you come from New South Wales or Victoria yeah. and you come to Western Australia, number one, you can't come just because you feel like coming. You've got to have a good excuse and be granted an exemption to travel here. Yes. If you get through that barrier, you have to be in quarantine for 14 days. You get tested on arrival now and you get tested on day 10 of your quarantining. So hopefully that keeps us safe. And I get calls in my office from people who have uh, family and loved ones in Victoria that want to come to Western Australia. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't always allow them for that to happen. Or if they do come under exemption uh, uh, requirements that are very strict, um, they have to go through that process. So I apologise for the inconvenience that people are putting up with, but but really it's for a much greater good. It's the, for the health of our community. Keeping everyone alive. Well, that that's yeah. right. At the end of the day, you, your health has to be the number one consideration yeah. above all all else, you know, being alive is pretty pretty important. Other yeah. things are important too, but, yeah. but keeping the health of West Australians is number one. 
And, you know, I was just over in Baldivis where my electorate office is. I went to a place called Brother of Mine Cafe. You'd be familiar yes. with that, Owen. Yes. You've had the odd coffee there. That's correct. As speaking to uh, one of the business owners there, Joss, who's, who tells me that his business has actually gotten better because we've kept the borders firm. You see, he can now open up his cafe and serve people and have sit-down meals you couldn't do that in Victoria right now. And people so, are feeling more confident about going right. out and supporting local communities, yeah. local businesses. So. so the argument before was to protect our economy, we need to open up the borders. But yep. I think what we're seeing now is the strong border is actually helping us in Western Australia get our economy going. Yep. And so we have cafes in Beldivis or Rockingham or Wellard or wherever you are yep. that are now able to open, whereas if we had... COVID going through the community, they'd be closed. Yeah. So it's actually helping us from an economic sense as well. Is uh, is there plans in place for the FIFO workers as well? Yeah. Look, FIFO workers are, are um, regarded as essential workers, so we need to keep those operations going in the north and uh, the gold fields and across the state. Uh, the the mining community is now talking about running uh, operating hubs where people can quarantine closer to their work sites in the northwest. Yeah. But certainly those those uh, those miners are able to get to and from Western Australia. But again, they have to go through a quarantine process as well. Yeah, I think yeah. A, a bubble, like mm. a live-in bubble, would be yeah. a great idea at the moment, yeah. especially with a lot of FIFO workers from other states. Uh, yeah. That would ensure their safety and the safety of the entire community and, I and think, keep the and, economy running as well. And that's what's been raised by the lobby group involved with the, the mining companies. They've suggested that. Yeah. So it runs a bit smoothly from their point of view. And I know the government's interested in talking about that. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, it's, it's good to know that everyone's sort of yeah. pulling together. I mean, you might be a few people a little grumpy about it, but for the for the greater good, and it's shown that what we put in place, yeah. it's working, and it's getting recognition worldwide. So it is, it is, and and you only have to look in America and some of the states in the US that have, you know, thousands and thousands of Florida. new reports each day. Florida, Texas, mm. in, and you still have people arguing over there about whether to wear masks and whether you know, COVID is actually a real issue or not. Um, yeah. I think in Australia we're much more level-headed and we're much more united. You know, you've got both sides of politics working together in yeah. a national yeah. cabinet and it doesn't yeah. matter your politics, this is more important to protect the country. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Owen, have you found uh, the, our borders closure and uh, the, the community feel and helping the homeless people? How's, how's that working with the COVID situation? Well, with the um, with the co- uh, with COVID at the particular time now is is working really well uh, in in the around the community with homeless people, and we're very blessed that we didn't get anything like that come into these people that are living on the streets or wherever they are. You know, we're so blessed that we sa- we we saved the bullet, you know, from this horrible virus that's coming along, and with the stimulus that's come down from the federal into the state, has helped. Uh, with that stimulus package, it's helped people get off the streets, into housing. It's 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 helped with the rent. It's helped with the um, uh, with the bond and all that type of jazz. So it's really helped out in a really good way in regards of the stimulus package that's come down from the um, from the McGowan government. And yeah. also, Owen, you'd be aware we're also as a state government investing a lot more in homeless uh, people, and more facilities are being provided and more accommodation. So, you know, one one of the things as a government we're looking at is we need to get the economy going and create jobs because there's a lot of stress on the uh, on the private sector 
and people are unfortunately losing jobs. Unemployment has gone up as a result of COVID. So if we can fill the breach, and we will do so. So you're going to see a, hear a lot more in the, ne- in the f- next few months about the government bringing on projects a lot sooner, trying to find things that we can go straight away yep. so that we can employ people. And that can happen right here in, in Rockingham and all across, uh, all across Western Australia. I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing about that because these people are so vulnerable and mm. the, you know, the message is stay home, socially isolate, but uh, how do you do that when you don't have a roof over your head? So uh, it's good to see that um, members like yeah. yourself... Um, so uh, so if I can ask you, Owen, are you finding a real concern in the homeless community about COVID? Are they are people aware of what... Of, the requirements uh, to maintain sort of so- social distancing and, and it's kind of, I guess it can be really hard with, when you don't have a home. It's been very hard for, for a lot of the women that are yeah. out there that um, hug, they snuggle up together for safety yeah. uh, and things like that. But they, the, the gift of it all that, that is starting to set in that they have to be more hygienic than what they really are. They, all the shops around have got hand cream and everything like that. So the people, and out of the eating homes of all the cafes and that, mm. they've got hand cream there where the, the homeless people coming up, please mm. squirt me hands. So they're all mm. starting to understand that this is not a thing that we play around with. Yeah. And they're using the facilities of, of their choice and the, the owners of the non-for-profits and all that that are feeding are really educating them on a, on a good level. Yeah. So they're really appreciating that. And, of course, we can't stop everybody from staying together. And it's when you haven't got a home to go to, it, where do you go? You, you can only go so far in the toilet or you can only spend 10 minutes in somebody's shower or something like that. But out on the streets, but it's generally, the makeup now is really good. Everybody's sensible. They're starting to understand um, that, that it is a, a lethal virus that's going around in the communities. So they are stepping their game up. You know, there's a lot of people getting them out of, out of the, the depths of darkness into stable accommodation. And with the new release of the uh, uh, Minister McKirk, mm. it's bringing up the $35 million, yep. um, aspect for the, the, the outreach, hostel, all-in-one one thing, which is going to do very, very well in, in the near future for the homelessness because they'll have all the wraparound services seven days a week and then they'll just go on from there. So it's a really good input that uh, the McGowan government has actually put in to, to stabilise and solve a few problems of homelessness, mm. you know, because it's the solutions that, that are going to it, be... It's tough, in, isn't it, uh, mm. Owen, because there are so many different aspects. There are people that, that really don't want to be attached to a home and, 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 and often battling mental health issues. That's correct. Uh, there are others that do want to be in accommodation. That's correct. So the, the, the response is providing extra accommodation but also providing a different form of support to people who... who want to keep living rough and there are some of some of those people so we've got to reach out and help them as much as we possible. Ha- we have to do because the mental health is at its yeah. highest limit yes. you know yeah. and there's about one percent mm. you know out, out of nine percent that are, they want to be everything and the ones who want to be home free that's the one percent that do have the problems yeah. of all the isms that go with that you know it's not just mental it's, it's uh, psychological it's, it's alcohol it's drugs it's a it's a it's a cocktail of, of stuff that we have to really clamp on to get the rough sleepers into that affordable accommodation which will come down the track in the long run. So we have to be patient and I like the McKirk uh, government. So she's a 10-year strategy. Mm. I know everybody wants a quick fix but it's it's not like that. 
So over that period of time, we are going to see some really good success stuff. We're seeing good success stories now through the non-for-profits that are getting people uh, from street to home and, and working very, very hard in this sector. But we've still got to convince the rest that to follow suit and, and to enjoy what the, the government's actually putting in place today, Rose. And, and Dusty, if I could just say that Owen is a brilliant representative of homeless people because Owen has, you know, had the odd challenge in your life, haven't you, mate? Oh, and and you've have. been down at the bottom. Yes. Um, and so you're someone people in that situation can relate to. Yeah. So, you know, when Owen walks up, they know he's a fair income bloke who, who knows what it's be to be, uh, you know, really at, at a very dark place and, and you know, have to have nothing and nowhere yes. to turn. Yes. Uh, and 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 so they feel very comfortable in, in in being honest and upfront with Owen, and then Owen's gift is being able to communicate uh, with those people, and then turn around and talk to me or the premier yes. or Roger Cook or Simone McGurk, yes. and and be a brilliant advocate. So you know, um, we need we need help from Owen just as much as people out there need help and assistance from the government because it's he's a, a, an amazing conduit, and I think yeah. Rockingham is very fortunate to have some guy like Owen who who's respected by both sides of the equation. Yeah. Now, well, he was telling me that um, he gets up at you know, four yeah. in the morning and he's out uh, going around to all the uh, homeless people in the area and checking on every single yeah, one. because he knows what it's like. Without any funding at all. He's doing yeah. it off his own back. Yeah. Owen is a, is a man who he's walked the walk and now he's a shining example of, hey, I was where you are right now. And this is where I am right yeah, now. You yeah. can do it too. And it's pretty so. inspiring, isn't it, to, to know that yeah. you can come from a pretty ordinary place. And, you know, Owen's been recognised by the city of Rockingham, an award-winning, you know, for his contribution to the community. Yeah. I probably don't know the full list, Owen. Of, you've received other awards and recommend commendations. Um, and, and can I say, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Owen, to look at you... Uh, if you don't, if you don't know Owen, he's pretty confronting. He's got the tats on. He's got you look at his neck. He's got a tat there. Got how did how do you put up with someone tattooing your neck, Owen? I don't know how you do that. Four and a half hours, hours of <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But but he is he he looks a bit scary if you don't know him. Mm. But once you do know him, he's a big teddy bear with a heart of gold, and all he wants to do is good for the community. So. Yeah. You know, we're very lucky to have Owen. Yeah, yeah. and Owen is is the amazing conduit, as you were saying, Mr. S, uh, between the homeless people on the street and the highest members of parliament, the people that, like yourself, that can actually get things done, put things in place to make a difference. So uh, having both of you gentlemen here today is uh, is quite an honour. So thank you. Not at all. Well, I'm very blessed, and uh, my good old friend Reese. It's <laughs> always a pleasure to run yeah, in and yeah. do something good in the community, like yeah. Reese does all over everywhere he goes. He's always got a nice smile. He welcomes people, and he's one of my great mentors. And I've learned a lot over the nearly four years now, and I've learned a lot of Reese and the members of Parliament how to be a, a nice person. And following Reese um, and looking up to a man that I got a lot of admiration for it makes me a better person to run in the community oh, and you're, t- well. you're too kind though and 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 really uh, you're the bloke that's been around the block who, who are teaching us a thing or three you know um so thank you for what you're doing all the time mate and up there at you know sparrows and uh, you know talk, t- taking care of people that you really know what they're going through so i appreciate that and, and likewise to you Reese. Mm. 
Well, thank you very much, Vice Gentleman, for uh, coming in this afternoon. The Honourable Mr. Weiss Britby, for MP for Baldivis, and the tireless advocate for ho- for home uh, homeless people, Mr. Mr. Owen. So, thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you very thank much. You. For the community, Inspire Radio.